0: But I was going to Tashi Station, Tashi Station, Tashi Station, Tashi Station. But I was going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converter. Power
1: converter. Going
0: to Tashi Station to pick up some power converter.
1: Tashi Station, Tashi Station, Tashi Station. Power converter.
0: Hello and welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. There's been a recall on power converters pending some new standards, so I guess we'll talk about some X-wing. I'm Alex.
2: This feels wrong. I don't. You're supposed to do the full name at the start. You well, missed it. I don't usually
0: read the start. <laughs> okay, the I got this.
3: I got this guy. I'm <laughs> Porg Jenkins.
2: I'm Tuck Howe.
0: Do we have to address? I'm Alex Miller Are we addressing you as Porg on the podcast from now on? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm forever Porg Jenkins.
0: I mean I'll call you what you want to be called.
1: Oh, <laughs> <but. laughs> uh, and I'm Matt Newton. This is what happens when I have a case of acute bronchitis, ladies and gentlemen
0: like cute bronchitis, am I
1: right? Ah, uh,
2: got him. No. <laughs> Be complimented. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Oh, if I must. Well, uh, here we are, and uh, well, I'm definitely sounding more the worse for wear. How's this last couple weeks been for you guys? Wild.
3: Oh, wild! I gotta hear this. Uh, we just
0: have a we have a in progress outbreak in my department at work.
3: Oh, nice. so you're
0: up to nice. three confirmed, <laughs> four confirmed positives, and a probable fifth.
2: Nice. Um, so everything's going great.
3: Everything's going just as we do.
0: I am so far I'm healthy and just waiting for my test results. This I'll probably have them before this goes live.
2: I sure hope you test negative.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, we've been kind of sick in our household. Well, I say sick. We've been eh, like, so Donna works around it a lot, you know, cause of the clinic and, and stuff like that. we just, just try to stay as healthy as possible. And the kids do the whole get sick all the time thing. I've been doing pretty good. Like <laughs> weird enough. Uh, I've only been sick like twice this year. Uh, and I say this year, I mean, I like, was oh, say this I year's say only been, been like three weeks.
2: That's once every ten oh, days. I'm dying.
3: Um, i have only no, been sick I've... for
2: 19 days in 2022. It's great.
3: Let's just say, okay. Well, technically, poor Jenkins hasn't been sick. Of...
2: True. Pork. Just... Pork.
3: Pork. Pork. Pork.
1: Uh well, you know, as folks probably know, I've been. Uh, Reasonably sick, uh, not COVID, thankfully, just the standard winter virus going around, and I've been uh, sidelined, but we were all able to be reasonably healthy this last week, and uh, we all made it out to another Friday night tournament, which was uh, interesting. We used the new obstacle rules in mm-hmm. it, uh, which I I personally found out, uh, to my chagrin, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Asteroids being Prox Mines now, that hurts. That hurts a lot when you decide you're going to hit them every game. Yeah, I
0: definitely lost an Obi-Wan to an asteroid.
2: <laughs> At the same time, my first round opponent, Matt Ritz, uh, hit three obstacles, four obstacles. He took okay. one extra damage from them, and he got a bunch of free actions out of it that he wouldn't normally get. So little little call me a little call.
1: Okay. yeah,
0: Free actions are definitely a thing for sure. Yeah, being oh, yeah. able to
1: skip
3: over the obstacles is nice. I didn't take any damage because I hit ion clouds and I became ionized.
0: Uh, And no damage has ever resulted from being ionized.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I became ionized twice, actually, by hitting them. And that was silly. And that took... Yeah, it was... So, but I've actually really enjoyed them. I love that obstacles are actually scary. Uh, And that's... that's, I just think that's really cool. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in general in favor of them. I have heard that they're... um changing gas clouds so that they all they ion you no matter what on just crits and no longer on hits but that's just a rumor i don't know if i true.
3: i okay either way i think i'll be fine uh uh whatever but i actually really enjoy that it's uh one on a hit and three on a crit because i was flying vinny and i was like oh i hope for a hit you know like oh i just don't want to see a crit because then i could take my ion token yeah, you have, a, you have a
1: one out of eight chance of taking consequences
3: effectively. Right, and so, like, it still would have if it was a small base ship, so it's like, oh, things for, like, so... Also, well, I, uh, would... I think
2: that's the point of why they might change it, is because they don't want certain ship sizes to have an advantage against certain obstacles.
3: Oh. If that makes sense. Like, are you saying that you... Venny could be the meta?
2: No, I'm saying that large base ships in general are better with ion clouds. <laughs>
3: Oh, so you're saying that Venny could be the I think Doug said Uh
2: Well, Venny oh. won't be in standard, so. And also,
0: of oh, all the large base
2: ships that are good, you chose Venny.
0: <laughs> Bosca's right
2: there just waiting for you, and you chose Venny.
3: <laughs> I always choose Venny. He's my boy.
2: Anyway, yeah. that's all just speculation. So, as it stands right now, you're right. Like, large base ships should be bringing ions 100% of the time.
3: hmm.
1: Well, where we're going to see some of these new rules is going to be at the. Uh, Las Vegas Open coming up uh, next week, in fact. Uh, Doug, when are you and uh, Father Bob heading out to
0: that?
2: Uh, I'll be leaving Wednesday. I think he will as well. Um, and then coming back the Monday after. So I get to spend a uh, better part of a week in Vegas. Should be a good time.
0: It will be a good time for me as well, when you are gone. That was meaner than I intended, Probably i to get the house to myself for like a whole weekend, so that's cool. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone loves house to, their, house to themselves. Like, true
3: i like having the house for myself but then it gets like super boring after like an hour or two and i'm like oh yeah like where are the people i normally talk to
1: so i'm the yeah. other way i live alone so i love when i have people over So,
2: yeah, and i'm an uber introvert so probably after like a day and a half of being in vegas i'll be like man i just want to like be home oh <laughs> so, man yeah. let me tell you i'm sure i have a great time
1: but i am the exact opposite i'm like fully on the extrovert right end of the scale and vegas was almost too chaotic for me it's just mm-hmm. a lot of stimulation all the time. Yeah, yeah so like this the, is your the, first the, time,
3: right, Doug?
2: Yeah, it is. That's my first time going. I generally definitely. don't mind like crowds and things. I'm just a homebody.
3: Just would rather not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> why leave but home I'm, when I'm looking forward home. to it? Like, yeah. Why, why leave really home
3: when I have it? the option to not? Mm-hmm. So it's,
2: no, I get it.
0: I yeah. am excited for you, Doug, and I think you're going to win the whole thing.
2: Yeah. I yeah. think that sorry, I'm manifesting. I think I've played. Three games of X men in January, and it's probably not going to change for LVO. So I don't have any expectations.
0: Manifest. <laughs> uh, it is kind uh, of the the format being not what the standard is going to be is weird as well because you don't want to put a ton of practice to just have to relearn a new format right afterwards too. Mm. I don't know if that if that was yeah. A, this is a real
1: patchwork rule set, kind of like a two point two five, I
0: guess. Uh, two point one dot one since... dot four.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I, I really think it's going to be interesting the way it goes. I mean, at least whatever the rulings are there, they're going to be consistent at LVO, even if things slightly change in the week or two afterwards. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I think LVO will look a lot like one of the scenarios, which is presumably just a dogfight. So, like, LVO won't be completely useless for what's to come. But
1: yeah, no, absolutely, not. it is.
2: It is a little bit odd. Like it's, I mean, it's just a strange time in X-Wing right now because oh, yeah. uh, we're There's so no close to the new yet. stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, and for something else that we all have been doing, uh, the first and for some of us second rounds of the Jank Tank Open have passed. Uh, I'll go straight out there. I got absolutely dumpstered in the first round by Kyle it was, uh It was not a very competitive match. I made some bad choices on setup, did not... Uh, correct myself fast enough, and he absolutely capitalized and sent me packing. How did the rest of you guys do in
3: the first round?
0: I had a very good game.
3: I also had a very good game.
2: well Smittle had a buy. I think was his joke. Oh, first sure well, I play. I
0: played oh. a game. I've played around. So I was yeah, like we're talking
2: about round one. I've so I had a great game in round one. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh my first round was on the GSP stream. It was uh it was a bit of a clown fiesta. We were both making some mistakes, but uh my dice were a lot hotter than his were, and his bombs were very kind to me and not to him. So I uh I managed to win with the G Shuttles. Yeah, see I told you.
1: And don't you have another uh G Shuttle match coming up this week?
2: No, it was it was last week. I lost. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. that was your yeah, round my, 2 though. My round 2, yeah, was this last yeah. ah, thing. Okay. And uh it was uh he was also a first order list with 2G shuttles. He had a buy in the first round. Mm. Ah. Uh, and he beat me on the last turn. Um I managed so he had hollow uh a generic tie whisper and 2Gs and uh, I managed to kill hollow and he'd halved null in one of my G's and on the last round he halved another G and I did one damage outside of killing Hollow I because just doesn't do damage.
1: Yeah. And so Greg and Alex, you're both in and going to the round three, right?
0: Yep. I'm playing my round three game tomorrow night after work. Hmm. Um my round two went very, very very well for me. Um I don't exactly remember what I played against at all or even his name. I should have come prepared to this podcast that started two minutes after I got home. Uh give me one sec to look that up.
3: I could talk.
1: Yeah, Greg, I... you, you're, uh, um, your, your Brutes have been doing incredible.
3: Yeah, I uh, d- am doing better in the Jank Tank than I could do with the list that I put together on purpose. Um, it's uh, These Brutes are insanely durable, um, and when you try to shoot at one, I'll just switch them out for another one, and you'll try to shoot at that one. And um, uh, uh, fare off with Vader... Um, Takes your token and then punches you in the face. And this list is actually really good. Um, My TIE fighter rolls crits for whatever reason. Um, I won 200 to 20 on my last game. I'm really sorry, too. Michael Langley was my last opponent. He was the nicest person ever. And he showed up to this game and nothing went right. And I mean nothing, as in, like, he flew really well, but he was not rewarded for things. And so. And uh, that,
1: that's just always hard when you know you yeah. didn't make any mistakes, but sometimes this dice game of ours becomes a dice game. and Yeah,
3: and I apologize to And it was one of those times where, like, I apologized to him about hot dice. And he was like, well, you can't do anything about it. I was like, yeah, I know, dude, but, like, dang. like, Yeah. Wow, and I mean hot, I mean fire. I had a range one with my Tie Fighter to like a, a a a fireball. It was three crits with obviously I didn't mod my dice. Like it was just like, bleh. and I was just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like this is unexpected. I even K turned. I K turned behind him and then rolled three crits, and I was just like, I this has happened. Uh, and so yeah, he halved one of my. Roots that he was trying to kill the whole time. And 40 minutes of that, he got 20 points. Like, it was brutal. But um, I'm enjoying it, obviously. Like, who doesn't enjoy uh, that? And um, I'm excited. To- My next opponent uh, is like a six ship, six or seven ships. Oh, right. Yeah. You the got an autopilot it. drone.
1: Yeah. It's got, got an autopilot drone. So, it really, it's um, a, a
3: one pure. Is this not the guy played? Uh, uh, in your uh, little practice game? it is game? not no oh it's just another it's another it's a similar
1: craft. no that this list that okay. you're coming up against actually has more ships uh it's okay. like I think three okay. ti- three mining guild ties uh yeah, two, two auto escape crafts, or, sorry, two and, escape crafts and i think two uh z95s it's ridiculous
3: Whoa. yeah one z95 yeah but, z95. but still it's uh super crazy so i'm actually excited to play that one um i i'm just It's hard for me to be able to find the time. Uh, It seems um, harder than I thought, and so like this, uh, my next opponent is in Florida right now, but he's from England, so he'll actually fly home, and then technically, like twelve hours later, he'll have to play me, and so he'll probably be jet lagged, and so we'll see how that goes for him. But uh, he seems like a nice guy too, and we've talked it out, and so. Uh we're waiting. We're doing that Sunday morning.
1: Nice, nice. Yep.
0: <clears throat> Alrighty. So I played against Cory Riley in round two. Sorry, Cory. We're gonna edit out the part where I forgot your name and list earlier.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh he he had a bad list, unfortunately. Um, but it is check tank. He had a new squadron pilot with just every missile and torpedo, plasma torps, prockets, tracers, advanced slam, and the arsenal that out. Uh hate on the grand inquisitor. Hate, really useful in the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, Deathfire with tracers, skilled bombardier, electro protons, and cluster mines. And he had and in the rear with the uh, symbol, dead eye shot. And uh, I just yellow jested. And the five ships beat the four ships really hard. Um, I took out the new and the Deathfire right away. And then I was able to burn down Inquisitor. And we went to time but I, I won pretty handily there.
1: Sounds Next week, good. I mean
0: tomorrow, I took my finger off the push <laughs> talk to type Blair's name so I could find his list. Uh, he, we're playing tomorrow, he is playing Sura Linda Javos. That sounds like a Game of Thrones name.
2: Um, That's the A-Wing, right? Resistance. A-wing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it
0: does, but...
2: Yeah, uh, Yasby. I think it's the other I five, right? That after it boosts it and passes its evade to somebody.
1: Uh Sir Linda Javos, I believe so. Yeah. She's uh, uh she's the journalist who hangs out with Black right Squadron. Uh, <clears throat> like, I know what she does in the comics. I have the comics.
0: <laughs> hmm. She's not showing up in Oh there she is. She is I three. After you partially ex- execute a maneuver, you can gain a strain to rotate 90 or 180 oh. degrees.
1: Yeah, you're, oh, you, I think I, you were thinking I, I, of Kythrin Ali. Yeah, all right.
0: So bump and rotate. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and he's got ZZ, Tubbs, J. Chris, nice. and Shazara bataner It's It got all weird about on
1: What him. One of the new uh, Y-wings. Uh, Y-Wings, that's the one that I believe... Uh, after you shoot, you can pass a token to someone in your rear arc. Something like that. Uh,
0: yeah, let's see. After he you should. defend, you can yeah. choose a friendly ship in your rear arc at range zero to 2 and one of your green tokens. If you do, that ship gains a matching token.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Ah, that's not too bad.
0: Well, he's got a ZZ in there. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> um...
1: That's going to be one of those lists where you completely overlook an ability for the entire game until it's suddenly important.
2: Right. Luckily, that that ship's list has really low damage output. You have two A wings, a Y wing, mm. and J like, Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I have
0: Seabor who's pretty good against the A wings and the rest of my list. Uh, I have I have a lot of beef um, between Sabine and Nim. So th- that was the other issue that uh, Corey ran into is he just couldn't burn down the ship, the lists, in time. And I think hopefully. Blair has the same problem.
3: Mm.
1: All right. Well, uh, good luck to you guys as Jank progresses. Uh, other things that are progressing, our local league, uh, we the, our finals of it are set. We'll be having our game next week. Uh, I have made it to the finals through some sort of dumb luck, and uh, I'll be matching up against our very own uh, Emmy Award-winning news director, Ryan Krause which makes uh, two league finals in a row, I will have been going up against a Kraus. I'm kind of nervous because uh, it's been a hot minute since I've flown against Ryan. Uh, He absolutely dumpstered me in our league game because I was trying some weird experimental dash shenanigans and proceeded to rock myself in front of all of his T-70s. So... Uh, I couldn't shoot and he could. <laughs> it was it was a bad time. Mm. So I will not be doing that again. Thank you, sir. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, we've mentioned uh, things that are coming up, things that we have done recently. So let's get into the topic we uh, are going to address this week. Uh, You've mentioned a little earlier, Greg, but we're going kind of going to go into power creep. It's something that's been thrown about lately with some of the previews of some of these new cards and the idea of some of the more recently released stuff the idea that as the game goes on and ffg and now amg need to add more to the game there seems to be a significant amount of power creep showing up and uh it's it's not really a a cut and dry subject so first off uh who wants to explain what we really mean by power creep
2: Uh, Sure, I can take that. Um, It generally just means, like, with the release of new content, it is usually at a stronger level, uh, like, from a competitive standpoint, than previous content is. Not necessarily, like, not everything that comes out is stronger than everything
0: was before. But it's average power level. Yeah,
2: so um, uh, I I guess, like, a prime example would be if you look at uh, the Scum Falcon versus the Gauntlet coming out the gauntlet is pretty much a better ship in every way. And it might, you know, the points might reflect that. Um, but in general, it just, it comes with a lot of very powerful upgrades. Uh, the ship itself has a lot of utility and a lot of strength to it. Uh, whereas you look at like the scum Falcon and the scum Falcon was goofy and neat, uh, but did not that? scream strong other than Han Gunner. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a very basic example, but, uh, uh it's um, it's kind of like ace plate, it's hard to define power creep, it's kind I of, of when you see it. Great example
0: actually just now. Sure. Um so 1.0 turrets had 360 degree arcs. Mm. So to counter that, they released auto thrusters. Uh which was a power creepy ability that lets you, if you're out of arc at range three, change a blank to an evade on your greed dice. So counter- and then they added Palpatine on top of that. So they kept to try to beat themselves they had a tlt to counter auto thrusters like that keep uh to try to beat themselves in the previous and they kept releasing stronger and stronger
2: things yeah to the so point like, we ended up with triple jump master yeah. turrets offense was too strong so they came out with a hyper defensive upgrade and whenever the hyper defensive upgrade ships were too strong they came out with an even higher powered offensive upgrade and back and forth and back and forth and so by the end like uh generic jousters were just left in the dark in first edition because they couldn't use auto thrusters and they weren't turrets and they didn't they, have high powered
0: offense they didn't have yeah. expertise or dengar crew or any of that crap that overpowered yeah. your offense
2: and uh and first edition is far more power creepy than second edition has been by a long shot uh, but something like uh sunfok coming out like in snare was a, a major power creep card um regen jedi were an ex- an excellent example of power creep that had to be reined in uh, things like that
0: and one thing that's nice about second edition is the points are adjustable. So power if something is broken, you can adjust the points. And if it's broken to the point where the points can't fix it, you can just price it out of existence or relegate it out of standard play going forward.
1: Right. And that was going to be my point that in 1.0 power creep was a problem because everything was set. Once something was in the game, it was in the game. And they had to do things like the complete errata of how Manoroo worked. The
2: complete errata of the Jumpmaster in
1: general. Yeah, Yeah,
0: That ship changed so many times.
1: You know, Biggs Uh, had to be uh, completely just rewritten. And with 2nd Edition, uh, you've made a good exact point with the idea of the comparison of the Scum Falcon and the Gauntlet. The Gauntlet seems to be, on its face, just a much better ship. Because if they released the Gauntlet and it was similar to the Scum Falcon, they want people to buy and fly the gauntlet. So you want to make something new, more appealing than what came before, but yet you could make them of equivalent power levels and just phase out the old stuff.
0: The thing is, for the, a rotation. the Scum Falcon, is, is in this example, is just bad. Like yes. It's just a bad.
2: Yeah. Just fail, it's, it's a so
0: failed ship
2: design. Yeah. Um, as to the phasing stuff out, uh, there's a bit of a flaw in that for, I mean, you can do it, but in general with miniatures games, you want people to be able to use the miniatures they purchased. Like it's, it's much more commonplace in things like card games because a individual card is, you know, a piece of cardboard that costs pennies. Whereas you're buying the, in the case of like the gauntlet, it's like a $50 model. Um, Right you don't want that to just suddenly be unusable, uh, which is where you get into a lot of people's problems with, like, standard versus extended. People, even though they bought those ships in a completely different edition, they want to be able to use them, -hmm. and that's understandable. Uh, That's, I mean, it's a completely different issue than what we're talking about here.
1: Well, you made made a good point. Back in the day in Magic the Gathering, back when there were uh, three sets to a block and they would come out usually spaced every three months, uh, whatever the third expansion in that block was is where all your power cards would be because they would all rotate together and you wanted people to keep buying the new things that were coming out. So you'd see power creep within a block scale up. And then suddenly three months later, you'd have a new brand new set, you know, new block of things coming out and the power level would be back to where it was because cards would rotate. And that you, you said exactly right. That works for, uh, Games that have a constant rotation and a million different cards, and miniatures. For a game like X Wing, where exactly, like you said, you pay anywhere from twenty to fifty dollars for a miniature. You want to use that in perpetuity.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh, sorry. No, go
0: ahead. I saying, that's something Warhammer for all of its flaws has mastered. You have, you buy the models once, but when they have to rework the game, you just you buy a new book, <laughs> um, which is a it's a whole different animal. But Warhammer has found a way to have a rotating game but your models
2: yeah uh, and useful. from what i've heard there are times your models are useless and you'll end up having to buy stuff but in general warhammer from the get go made it clear that there will be times that your models aren't useful and it's just part of the game and
0: and it's going to uh, cost money to play warhammer that was also made very clear yeah, at the beginning
2: <laughs> warhammer is also 70% hobby game and 30% war game um
3: mm-hmm.
2: true. but yeah uh, i i think uh what x-wing actually suffers 2.0 particularly suffers more from than straight power creep is kind of a subset of it which is complexity creep
0: yeah or mechanics creep yeah like yeah
2: zam is a perfect example like the zam westill condition cards when you first look at them your eyes glaze over because it's so wordy and so difficult to just easily comprehend which is weird for an ffg game
0: yeah they're usually uh, very intuitive
2: yeah um but, like, I, I don't think anybody read Zam just like, oh, yeah, okay, I know exactly what that does, and I'll never have a problem with it.
0: Mm. I know, I sure didn't.
2: <laughs> and uh, and with a lot of these releases, like, uh, Maul, for example, is very similar to something like Battle Meditation or um, Hux is the other one. But, man, his ability, you have to read a couple times to actually figure out what the parameters are, because it's very wordy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so complexity slash mechanics creep is probably the the biggest issue in 2.0. And power creep is solvable with points. That's solvable in finality, but it is manageable with points adjustments. But something like um, Jedi compared to X-Wings, or obviously there's points differences there. But you see how the new ships almost always have a chassis ability. Old ships, not all of them do. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: mean, if you look at uh, two ships that fill very similar roles in the Vulture Droid and the Academy TIE Fighter, uh, the Vulture Droid's actually cheaper, but the Vulture Droid has walls of text for what all it can do, and a TIE Fighter is quite simply two attack dice, three defense dice, three hulls, zero shields. What? End of ship.
0: The TIE Fighter got mechanic-slash-complexion creeped out by another TIE Fighter, too, in the Mining Guild TIE.
2: Yeah. Like... You know. <laughs> and even the TIE FO gains a shield and has a slightly more advanced dial and has target lock and... Yeah,
0: like, Mm -hmm. um, and points reflect this, but again, the TIE Fighter is such a vanilla, boring ship now.
3: Yeah, and uh, uh, I felt that with uh, what ship was it? The Z95? I think somebody was like, Well, why would you ever take a Z95? I think that
0: was the comment. answer was briefly a legitimate question because there was briefly a legitimate answer when Tracers were two points. But
2: yeah, right. yeah, generally like well, a or, pilot or yeah,
1: well, uh, For example, remember mm-hmm. back in the early days of 2.0 when the Drea swarm was out there. Drea Renthal. Uh, that was pre
0: mining guild tie. Right,
1: that's exactly that's my point. Right. You know, before the mining guild tie came out, when the mining guild tie came out at the same price point as a Z95, it suddenly became why fly generic Z95s in here. You have basically power creeped a ship chassis out of existence. Uh, now, there are options, Yo, know, okay, Z95s can carry munitions where mining guild ties can't. Mining guild ties ignore obstacles and have one fewer asteroids, health. Yeah, uh, a- yeah a- asteroids, sorry. Uh, they have one fewer health, but they have one more agility, which gives them a defensive advantage. Uh,
2: they also have the white barrel roll over the Z's red barrel roll. I Precisely, mean, and
1: my opinion are, is the
0: biggest
2: difference. But pro- on a blocker, it
0: probably is, and their dials are fundamentally different as well. Yeah, exactly.
1: So you're them. you're really looking at the fact that they made the generics both 22 points: the Baner Pirate and the Mining Guild Surveyor. Surveyor. Yeah. Uh, no, the Surveyor is the elite, isn't it? No. Mining Guild Sentry.
0: Well, uh, either way, but the yeah. points they had they also have to cost them because Ties and Z-95s are the same ship. Like, you cannot price one more than the other. Otherwise, it's and, they have yeah, to it, cost the
1: same. It, it's, it's just odd that they're both in that, you know, Scum is the only one that has both of them in the same faction.
0: Like if 2.0s, if Scum didn't exist in 1.0, it, they wouldn't have had Zs, and they would just have Mighty Guild ties as their basic ship.
3: Fair enough, yeah. I That's agree. Cool. Yeah, and I mean, if you want, like, okay, so, like, I like the look of the Z95. I do, uh, too. I think it's a
0: dope ship. Because yeah, I've,
3: I've never not been a TIE Fighter fan, but I've always been more of an X-Wing fan. So I like the way the D 95 looks over the TIE Fighter. So you have these like, because this game is still like aesthetic, like everybody likes the way the ships look, right? So you would probably take that if you like that. I've taken things because I like the way they look more than like uh, a TIE Fighter and I also don't Yeah, and that's any...
2: that's perfectly fine. I think we're just talking from from a competitive standpoint. It's pretty right, hard to right, justify right, right. a Z95 over a mining guild.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just differentiation like why you take one. um I had a question and it kind of moves into our next point. Um so you guys said that well Alex said that points will take care of power creep. The
0: I want adjustment... by take care I meant mitigate not right. eliminate
3: yes. right 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 so mitigate so when we see these current pilots that are coming out not necessarily pilots Well, okay yes there are pilots um but also the crew that are coming out what what's your first thought about those Do you guys like go oh those are going to be terrible to play against or do you say like why are they putting these into the game or oh I can't wait to use that. Like sometimes I'm like so with Hera, I was like, oh I'm so excited to use Hera. She looks so good. And then people play her against me and I'm like, ooh, gross. And then I never play it. (laughs) Like so Alex, you were saying that and then I've heard just different like I guess opinions. And I was just wanting to know what you guys think about these releases because I'll actually like i'll I'll have my opinion, and then I'll kind of wait for you guys. and then you say it, and I'm like, okay, I'm not like coming from left field on this, but like the coordinating and all of the actions economy, yeah. like I know that it's rebels. but like come on,
2: I'll say that I'm generally a curmudgeon, so I don't like new stuff. <laughs> I just okay. like, it's um... around. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for this stuff in particular, I'll be honest, I haven't been paying that much attention to the new content because I'm way more interested in the new scenarios and stuff.
0: Same. Like, yeah. I
2: uh, I need to be able to set my parameters before I care about the new contents. And
0: in 2.0, I tend not to get super excited about rev- previews and stuff because we don't know how much it's going to cost. And really, for no, me, obviously. how competitive is something going to be? In its full holistic context, is what excites me the most.
3: That well, sounds ah. like a very like uh, adult way to look at something. Like yeah, I look weird. at something like new, new, new. Like I want to fly this. I want to do this. Tri Fighters were my biggest one. I was like, I'm buying seventy two of them. Oh, I and definitely, then I, was
0: like, I can definitely get excited for stuff. But yeah. as far as the applications for how do I feel this is
2: going to
3: affect
0: right. the game uh
3: ships yeah are a little
2: different than like upgrades and pilots as well like ships usually add some new mechanic or a completely yeah. different way to play them and like so the razor
0: crest strange. is going to be dope i'm super excited for the razor crest yeah. you think so oh yeah,
3: right. yeah. oh Could've i was looking at, at the dial like i think of like
0: the i'm not talking to, i was i'm not talking to, I, we don't know how much it's going to cost or anything so i'm not oh, talking true, about true, in true. like as far as gameplay i just think it's going to be dope
3: <laughs> okay okay no i can see that right.
1: well you brought something up know, when we talk about uh, and we've done it on this podcast uh, a little more than a year ago when we were looking at the uh, previews for the lat when it was coming out, when we were super hyped for the lat and they previewed the crew and we saw the Jedi and we saw what we thought was going to be the most game breaking crew card in the game being Ala Secura as one force and the uh, focus into purple coordinate. To we be thought, I actually
2: remember this. I yeah. remember saying if they price her appropriately, it's fine, but she's gonna right. Her but,
1: and that's and exactly that is the it. They
2: priced her appropriately, right. they did, well, they, they, they got was it was right the first
1: time. They, they came out, priced her at 14. And 16. While, she
2: came out at 16. She, oh,
1: right. she's down to 14 now, but yeah, they priced Ayla at a point to where she is adequate for that points investment. But you're talking about 8% of your list in points for a crew card in a faction where their crew carriers are one agility ships. And that Ayla is, again, a very high... This card could be considered heavy power creep, but it's mitigated because of the investment you have to make and the risks you have to take by it. Not only is Ayla 14 points the ships that can carry her are 40 plus points.
3: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. No. Uh,
1: with the exception being if you want to put her in uh, what can R2-D2 carry? Yeah, R2-D2 can carry her in the Y-Way, but I don't recommend that. Yeah, but you see, don't so so that's exactly uh, it. We look at some of these uh, new ships, like some of the Rebel Fang Fighters that have come out with some amazing abilities. Uh, i want to say they should be priced competitively i get the feeling this is this going to be an Ala situation where they are priced where you go okay this is very powerful but i'm gonna have to commit to it or is it going to be a zam wessel or han gunner situation where it's like oh hey this is 42 points splash it
2: in yeah, uh, uh, it's. I'm gonna say it's really hard to say because we don't know AMG's pricing nearly as much as. Yeah, we don't FFFG have a. We don't is. have a grand, We don't have a. Is, that, yeah. like, is this FFG the... in general price stuff to play, and we don't like? I mean, it, it seems to reason AMG will not make stuff bad on purpose, but uh, like, there's no reason Sam should have come out of four points, and it did.
3: This You're... isn't the first. Re- okay, I don't know how to say this. That sounds stupid. Uh, is this the first? release under amg i know that it's ffg product development but is this the first one under amg it's not
2: is it uh i don't know how much input ffg had with like the whisper and the fobs yeah yeah, but but,
3: but there has been content released as ffg has owned okay that's where i was going Uh, i didn't want to like
2: say that the Hera pack and Vader Defender, all of that was released under AMG. Technically, so
3: they theoretically adjusted those points when those were released. Uh,
2: I know. I remember them saying that the the OG trilogy boxes was FFG pricing. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if they specified for the Whisper and the Bomber. Gotcha. Um, right. I'm sure it's little column A, little column B for these. Like I'm sure they right. I'm sure F- FFG had notes for what they thought pricing would be, and I'm sure AMG had their own input as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, and there's another good example of power creep. Defender Vader, uh, just by cost, the most expensive ship in the game, could, they, I mean, would you say Vader is the single most powerful single unit ship in the
0: game?
2: Yes, yes. 100%. Vader every wins time. every one-on-one. Yes, no matter um, what, against anything. Well, with the exception of maybe like Dash, but that's... Dash, Dash is, just, is an ex Yeah.
1: In the in the same vein, though, Vader at what is it, one hundred and twelve
2: points now? Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a commitment. If you're flying Defender Vader, that yeah. is your list, and you have a teeny little wingman off to the side, or something. Or you have
0: four Tie Fighters.
1: Yeah, or things side. like that. But the idea is, you know, you have a, to connect. You, you are running a Vader Defender list, and that he is, is the,
2: the, point. the keystone of the list.
1: Yeah. yeah, you have to go all in, and you know, that's that's what you're doing there. And even still, we don't see the defender Vader dominance like we did with triple defenders, triple jump masters in 1.0 or, you know, when you have something that's incredibly dominated like that.
0: I mean, we're comparing that across editions as well, which I don't think is. But
1: the idea is that you you have something that is inarguably the most powerful piece in the game, and it's not dominating because that power creep is mitigated by its points.
3: Yeah, I see your point. Your point is that it's not like before when it was like you see the same list over and over and over. Vader there. has yeah. a
0: smaller market it, share of the wins than Jumpmasters did.
3: Precisely,
1: that's what that's what I'm trying to say. But
3: and and but, that that is a really good point. And but I mean there has been stuff in 2.0 that is like overpowered and like came out of you know, places. But I think it is actually 2.0 is very refreshing. Every time I watch a tournament or something, and you see like the top four, the top. Eight or whatever, and it's usually a different list every play.
2: Yeah, I mean, stuff has been less broken, mm-hmm. less overbearing in general in second edition for one, but also uh, the seven factions instead of three, I think, is a very large contributor. Yeah, a lot right. less
0: combinations.
2: Most people play one to three factions. Like, it's most people don't own everything and pick and choose based on meta. I also, uh, I think. Uh, somebody in a Discord made a comment of like, how many people do you think go to a tournament with the expectation of trying to win it? Because I think it's usually single digits in like we're talking like 100 plus person tournaments. Really? Yeah, as in like they are they're trying to pick what they think is the top medalist and they're practicing very difficult for oh. it. And their goal is to win the tournament, not to do well, not to have a good time. They're going to is make to the win. cut
0: to yeah. win.
3: So those people are different than the people that choose a list and really want to win. I think those
2: are the kind of people that you should look at as, like, if they're running this, there's probably a specific reason they're running it from a meta perspective. Right, right, right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, and uh, I can actually give an example and name names uh, of a player who's kind of the er example of that. And this is definitely not a bad thing in any way, and this is not to denigrate that
0: play style i 100 uh, recommend using this play style if you yeah. want to improve your game of x-wing
1: so i did uh, it
3: and i want to store champ
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna call it by name tyler Tippett.
2: yeah uh, it's a perfect example
1: tyler yes. Tippett is one of the most accomplished players in x-wing and he is very much a i will analyze the meta i will find the list that i believe is going to make me win a tournament i am going to play it into the ground until i know it backwards and forwards in my sleep. And if you've ever watched Tyler Tippett, uh, he's one of the people uh, that there's a very short list. Uh, Doug is on that list of watch their games to learn how to play in this style. Uh, if there is a list you can find Tyler playing on stream, rest assured, you will see a masterclass in how to fly that particular list. And Also, because-
2: to... To quantify, just if that gives you a bad feeling, Tyler Tippett is one of the most fun people to play against. Oh, yes, he is. He I is, is, like, right. yeah, he is one of my favorite people. <laughs> yeah, just to reinforce that he plays to win. <laughs> he is not a like he's a fantastic opponent, and you he should never like very polite. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: but you are
1: going into the ring with someone who is there going, "I'm going to play this game, and my intention is to win." There will be no mercy. There I will, will be break no. You. He's, Ivan, yeah. he's Ivan. He's, Dragan, he's Ivan like, Drago. Yeah. There yeah. is no wasted motion and no wasted actions. There is a difference between
2: competitive and whack as yeah. a win at all costs. He's not a exactly. win at all cost player. Right.
1: And right. there are some of those people don't learn from them because the the type of mindset that says win at all costs is the same type of mindset that uh, leads to tunnel vision and making mistakes. But if you are going to bring a list that. Uh, exploits power creep. And exploit is often a a bad word and a loaded term, but if there is something out there that is, like the four-point Zam Wessel, if you wanted the most powerful uh, crew you could add to your list for, for four points, you brought Zam Wessel you found a way to fit
0: that into your list. Honestly, we didn't start with Zam You were making a mistake. Exactly, <laughs> agree. And, and Han got her at four thing. points. Was the same way. And yes. the very beginning of yeah. two point. I <laughs> only Boba Fett and Mike Cavil realized that.
2: But uh. I am uh, of a pretty strong opinion that during uh, the meta where I won warfare, like if you weren't starting with Jedi or Sunfak, well, a Nantex with Ensnare, I think you were incorrect. From a like trying to win a tournament perspective,
1: and I just Jedi you? and what's wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know. We we like, did pretty well with Jedi that
3: tournament. I, chose, I didn't win the uh, whole tournament, man. With ensnare, but then there was this really mean guy who flew synfak with ensnare, and then he backfired <laughs> me to death. And know what you talking about? He was really nice about it could the have been whole been game. Either but Doug I or Tyler
0: Tippett,
2: the two he, people who brought
0: he he up up like after that cool tournament. to me.
2: Like I bet he went to another tournament and was also pretty cool.
0: But he has a roommate <laughs> that's really handsome. Nah,
2: that sounds like a lie. Damn,
0: Taylor in shambles. Taylor,
3: whom I met the other day. Hey. Yeah. Not, Why am I so not creepy about, like about this? Why have I like, been so creepy about I don't think
2: he listens it. anymore, so I think you're safe.
3: Good, good. <laughs> that was creepy. I just <laughs> said, hey. hey. Like,
2: don't worry, I'll let him know. that you. That's true, we'll time stamp it for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: No, but again, getting back to the, uh, the concept of power creep, is it by nature an NPE, the idea that as each wave comes in and we see more and more Power creep, but also, like you said, uh, mechanic and complexity creep, is that inherently bad for the game? Because it did get out of... Okay, look at the end of 1.0, where it got out of hand with things like nim and harpoon missiles.
0: It was was already out of hand before that, unfortunately.
2: I I think that just goes along with uh, uh, everything in moderation. I don't think power creep is inherently bad for a game. Blatant power creep is bad for a game.
3: Constant, uncontrolled. Game.
2: Yeah, because uh, like we're like,
3: talking about points can mitigate. I think as long as there is a mitigation factor. Because in one point oh, there was no mitigation. Factor. It was just erratus yeah. that. It was like, what should we take? Oh yeah, it starts with Nim and which and is food
2: missiles. Like, yeah, which is why I brought up complexity creep because I think that's 2.0's probably biggest risk right now is if every wave features a zam wessel At some point, you're yeah. going to just have too many complicated cards, and the game is going to be unfun.
3: Yeah. yes well, very there's not yeah if it if it goes from simple to insanely complex it it so like i'm learning warhammer right now and holy crap there's it's way more complex than anything i've ever played and there i'm not gonna lie like when i see like something look super i don't wanna even want to play it because i just want to play the game for fun i'm not going to be competitive <laughs> Yeah. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm not playing that. I have no idea what those words mean. Yeah, I mean, like,
2: Warhammer is essentially you kind of have to trust your opponent on what they have and what it does. Because there's just oh, sure. too much to remember.
3: Yeah, but that's how I did Zam, too. And somebody made a
2: joke. I think it was actually uh,
3: uh, Matt Carey or something. And it was like, you know, whenever he said, you know, oh, I have Zam. It's like, yeah, just whatever. I don't know what that does, but, like, yeah. hit me with it. Like, <laughs> like I, get, I knew... It was just like, okay, I'm not going to read that whole card. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Just like, yeah. I believe that was Matt Curry because he said verbatim against me when I flew Zam against him. I don't remember which condition does what I'm just going to trust you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, something else that's interesting is that design in itself can be a, a solution to power creep. Uh, as we get new iterations of things that come out, there are certain things in X-Wing that are pretty much universally deemed incredibly powerful. Uh, Free actions being probably one of the most common. Uh, Mm -hmm. Look at like Han Gunner. Han Gunner, while not necessarily a free action, it was the idea that before you engage, you could just take a red focus action and be fully modded or you'd have it if you needed it. Uh, And That ended up having it... What is Han Gunner at now? Ten points? Nine. Nine. So Han Gunner has been all over the place in points, and yet...
2: Essentially, he came out way too cheap. They shot him up to 12 and are now trying to find the correct spot for him. But
1: they have have suddenly re-released that ability in an upcoming card, but with a ton of limitations on it that make it maybe more balanced. And I'm talking about the preview of the card uh, that we've seen, the Talent Clan Training. Uh, It's coming out in the Razor Crest. It is an elite pilot talent. You must be a Mandalorian to equip it, which is a keyword that a certain number of pilots have. It has one non-recurring charge, and it says, before you engage, if you are not focused and there is an enemy ship in your front arc at range one, you may spend a charge to perform a red focus action. After you perform an attack, if the defender is destroyed, recover a charge. So you have a very much more limited han gunner that functions it functions the same way but there are so many more limits on it that it's not going to be and i don't think han gunner was ever abusive but it was incredibly good at the no, cheap cost it was
2: definitely abusive uh, but that was also a boba problem
1: yeah that was a, uh-huh. It's because what you uh-huh. put it on i was will this... say
2: like just you reading that card i think that's my biggest problem with this wave is every card has that many freaking limitations to it to keep it balanced and like right. that in my mind is the problem with complexity creep is i i'm generally pretty good about knowing what every card does like my opponent will say their list and i'll just understand everything it does and it's there's so many cards that have it's so many limits Much harder to do that yeah like every one of those cards does something cool if x y and z but not d like
3: mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm pretty simple though because i still can't reuse stabilizer right
1: <laughs> well, you get other cards that you know a lot of these ones that we've seen coming out, uh I see the way I look at it is that they're trying to mitigate the overpowered nature by adding complexity to it. And I I, I totally see where you're getting at with the idea of that complexity creep. Whereas I like it because uh FFG design is by nature complex, but once you understand it, very elegant. And a lot of these cards Fit into that category. Some of them incredibly clunky, like uh, the 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 Resistance Y-wing that we just forgot the name of. That's in Alex's opponent's list. That uh, after you defend, Zorro. yeah, after you defend, you can pick a green token and give an identical token to someone in your rear. That's a very complicated, not intuitive
0: ability. That's not even what it is, technically, because they gain one. You don't lose one. Yeah, Um, exactly. So it's it's a
1: weird... Yeah, but then you take other uh, crew, like, for example, uh, Tristan Wren, a new one of the Mandalorians coming out. While a friendly unit at range 0 to 3 performs an attack that has the missile icon, meaning range bonuses don't apply, you may spend a recurring one charge. If you do, the attacker can change a hit to a crit. It's the Gavin Darklighter ability only works with certain types of attacks it's a charge based ability the idea that okay tristan ren is a spotter that makes sense but again it's a it's a weird niche ability that requires a lot of these conditions to go off as opposed to gavin darklighter who's just oh hey if i've got somebody in arc everybody crit him
2: yeah yeah. I, I, th- I think my concern is this uh not from a power level standpoint, but it feels very similar to the end of first edition in the cards being released. Like they just a paragraph do on every so card. many things. Yeah. And again, um,
0: this is F to, like this is FFG's last wave, and we have no idea. Maybe hopefully AMG yeah. can work back some of this complexity creep with their release.
2: You know, and things like scenarios might open the door for them to design less complex things that are new still because they interact with scenarios differently than they do with dogfights. True. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I mean that's I'm not I'm not panicking about X-wing or anything, but mm-hmm. those are my concerns.
1: Actually, um, th- we've seen some of that uh prepping for non dogfight play in a card that was previewed today as well.
2: No cards are previewed today, Matt. Not no
1: cards are previewed. a card that was leaked and slash revealed today. Uh, there is a card that we will reveal in depth when it becomes formal, but that specifically it's meant It's a got a command symbol on it, so it's obviously meant for that style of play. But mm. the entire card is about stealing victory points from your opponent, uh, which we might see cards like that that will only be applicable in Objective play versus dogfighting play.
0: I mean, dogfighting will probably have victory points as well. I'd have to. like There's a decent chance that all of the scenarios involve victory points now. Dogfight's not just a straight MOV fest.
1: That's true. Yep. Could be. It could be like you know, okay for every.
0: I mean, it could just be. It could work the similar to how destroy you get victory points for destroying stuff in the scenarios. Yeah, you yeah. Just get, like that. That's just yeah. the only objective in dogfight. Yeah. That's very true. Be excited so, to see that. Yeah. I'm very excited for scenarios. Like Doug said, the new scenarios and rules are what I'm hyped about. When when are we expecting that?
1: Uh they said end, end of
0: end January. Yeah, end so of January
1: of within the next week or two. Okay. Okay, cool. cool. After
2: LVO, they said.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we should see within probably about two weeks uh the rules for the scenarios. They said they will release them concurrently with all the points changes, and this will be points for all the new ships, the next wave of things that are coming out. Uh, they said should be released at the same time, so we'll actually have some almost like three weeks of theory crafting for the Pride of Mandalore and Gauntlet and uh, uh, Razor Crest and all those that are going to drop. So that's going to be neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but again, the the idea of power creep is going to be a weird thing because now moving forward, it's going to change. Something that's incredibly overpowered in dogfighting might be a dead fish in area control scenarios, and they're going to have to balance it for that. I don't. It's I think possible, I think that,
2: but my intuition would be that if something is strong in one scenario, it's probably still strong in another scenario.
1: Yeah, I mean, blowing up your opponent's ships is always never going, it's never going to be a bad choice. But I think that you're exactly right with what you brought up, Doug. We might see a whole lot more complexity creep as we have ships that have to now function in multiple environments and multiple scenarios. It's
0: possible. Like I said, I'm not going to worry about that, like the content of what AMG is going to release until we see amg created content like yeah. mm-hmm. based on the changes they've made to x-wing i have complete and total faith in amg
1: yeah. hey if you're worried about things being really complex you know what's never going to get uh any it's never going to increase in complexity and it's never going to be any harder a tie swarm
3: oh uh, tie i thought you were a lot gonna say, <laughs> i thought you were gonna say 1.0 to be honest no, uh, <laughs> also true
1: because it <laughs> won't the,
3: change any.
1: The bog standard mm-hmm. no chassis ability Tie Fighter is always going to be a Tie Fighter. If you don't mm-hmm. know what to do, just go full Dallas Parker and go Tie Swarm. Uh, just don't bump
0: into things anymore. I don't. I if I don't know if I would recommend. be beings,
2: is I much more. Yeah, if I, I, I
0: would, Yeah, I would agree
2: than a Tie Swarm. But yeah, I, I get what you're you're saying though. Like, go with just, go with older ships. Like, if you want simpler stuff.
0: Yeah. And that is another side effect of Complexity Creep we didn't talk about, is older stuff being left by the wayside. Not because it's worse, but because it's less exciting.
2: Yeah. Which I once again address, because they don't fall out of strength like they did in 1st Edition. Like, x yeah. were were a novelty by the end of 1.0. I mean, I guess the very end they got Yeah, their, the very end they were good. There's seven buffs yeah. in a row or whatever. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah, when uh, I got for good. a large period of 1st Edition, it was a novelty if somebody brought Luke like, because he was just so far behind the power curve.
1: Right. If the only X-Wing that saw play was occasionally, like, uh, Stress Jansen or uh, a Biggs. You know, now uh, heck, I'm still always, when I look at I don't know what to do, I just default back to my T-65
0: X-Wings. I say, one thing I wanted to say, Doug had mentioned earlier, with the, the X-Wings disappearing from 1.0, I think Jousters in general disappearing from 1.0, is you can judge the health of the game by how how in the meta Jousters are. And jousters have been viable the entirety of 2.0, and I think that's important.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there's never, with as much stuff that has gone upwards in complexity, uh, you know, the entire Separatist faction, to me, and this is one of the reasons I haven't bought into it yet, there are no generic Jousters in the Separatist faction unless you count like the Bellable Lab. The Bellable Lab is the closest they have. Uh, every it one.
0: is an X-Wing.
1: Yeah, it isn't actually.
0: Vulture droids are generic jousters.
1: Well, uh, but but Volt, no, vulture droids have chassis abilities and, you know, token trading and things like that.
2: I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. But yeah,
1: I'm talking about, you know, no special abilities, no special things like that. Just point and shoot.
2: There's, There's not no, much yeah, of that no. in there, re- there, Republic yeah, either I see though. what you're right. saying, but, like, the ship ability is a multi-ship ability. Like, it's just a core identity of... No, but,
1: that, but that's exactly what I'm getting at. The idea is, as things have gone on, the newer factions, everything has those little abilities that go with it. Uh, you know, Republic, you have Jedis. Uh, Torrents are the the only real generic, no-ability uh, ship Arcs they have. Uh
2: and V-Wings?
1: Uh, no, V-Wings have their... Uh, V-Wings they have, have your titles, ob- Yeah, they, titles they do not have a
2: chassis. But yeah,
1: but the idea is, yo, know, you so you have the idea... Matt, you're of just
2: setting really weird parameters. No, here.
1: no, I, I'm trying to explain this. I'm building up to this. So, but you look at the original, when first Wave 1 came out, you had a lot of ships that were, just what you said, straight up, let's just fly straight and joust. We don't need to worry about triggers and special abilities. You could fly, you know... At at a certain point, you could fly five X Wings when the points got to that, and that was fine. That's still viable now. And like Alex said, the more that you see generic jousters being a viable option, not necessarily the top option or a competitive option, but uh, I think right now, like the generic T 70, one of the best, tankiest, good value ships in the game, doesn't have a whole lot of complexity to it, doesn't have to worry about power creep. That does not necessarily mean it's better than a ship like the Nantex, which is just as viable, just as utilitarian. Uh, I wouldn't joust with Nantexes necessarily, but uh, power creep and that complexity isn't inherently bad. It's in your ability to wrap your head around it. A lot of people, like I said, this is why I haven't jumped into Separatist, because when I want to look at a jousting list, I want to just point and shoot at things. I don't want to okay, have to... but to be clear, fun.
2: this is entirely your own parameter that you're setting.
1: But there because are, a lot, there are a lot of folks It's still a, just like a
2: jousting ship.
1: Yeah, and people who fly jousting-type mm-hmm. lists in Separatist tend to... ...wards Sun in 7 or Sun in 6 that you flew was... I wouldn't call that...
0: It was a spinning swarm of, yeah. but with a full swarm. It was definitely a Jester. It was <laughs> definitely a Jester. And
1: would you have considered that
2: li- simplest? like ensnare is power creep, but I wouldn't consider it compl- compl- I mean, I guess it was compl- like the Nantex is complexity creep but I don't consider vulture droids hmm. to
0: be. No, Jester's with uh, simple ship ability are pretty normal. Yeah.
3: Actually, I ignored uh, Discord missiles at the very beginning because I thought they were uh... <laughs> too complicated. Disc-
2: Discords are a little complexity creepy. Yeah. Like, because yeah. they have an entire additional pilot card and <clears throat> they have their own weird interaction.
1: But... Yeah, and now we're going to get things like the uh, the the Mando Space Commandos, the remotes that move around and shoot and stuff. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. more more complexity in there. Uh, I I often tend to shy away from things like that. So... I don't know. I don't think it's bad for the game, and I certainly don't consider complexity an NPE, but I know there are a lot of players who do. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, and, I think it's it's in moderation. It's fine. It's just like things like the Zam card are kind of problematic because <clears throat> it is nobody can just look at that card and understand what it does. Then it's too complex.
3: Yeah. I know what you're saying. I, know I literally listen,
2: listen,
0: didn't look at sure. the card. I let somebody tell me how it worked. It was done.
3: <laughs> I usually have Doug explaining me this stuff too. Yeah, it's smart. pretty.
2: It's pretty helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. And even like Zam, once you figure it out, there's some inter- interesting like thought process into what goes on. But they just, it, I mean, that card is just a nightmare of words.
0: Yes, a nightmare of words. Yeah. A nightmare of words is a pretty cool phrase. That
3: is a really cool phrase. Also, like maybe one of the most terrifying things that I've heard today. A nightmare of words.
0: Sounds like the title of a horror short story.
3: Keep that one in your back pocket, Doug. I feel like we can right. I feel like we could use that one.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Title Price of the episode. Is. Boom. Got there.
3: <laughs> nice. There it is. Nailed
0: it. That'll be six fifty. <laughs>
3: your
2: royalties are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Indeed. So yep. every time we use
2: nightmare, yeah, I'm giving you guys the podcaster discount. Oh, okay. well, that's fair. That's very kind.
1: I'll take it out of our Ko-Fi profits <laughs> if we had Ko-Fi profits.
0: <laughs> I think you're specifically not supposed
2: to have Ko-Fi profits, Hey, everybody, right? <laughs> donate to our Ko-Fi so that I can get paid for a Nightmare Fords.
1: Well, we've talked a lot and talked in a lot of circles around Power Creep, but in general kind of closing, uh, is this something that we think is going to be a major problem like it was near the end of First Edition? Do we think this is a trend that's going to continue under AMG's design, Aegis? Uh,
2: no idea. I will say every time we see more stuff from the Mandalore pack and the gauntlet, I'm a little bit happier that AMG's taking over over FFG. Yeah, same. like I, I, I really liked what FFG, by and large, did, but, uh, God, th- there's just so many words on every single card now.
3: Mm-hmm. And maybe AMG have a will not
2: do that. Yeah, there's so many coordinates too. Jesus, and Dad hates coordinates.
1: Like, didn't he just fly double Lambda Vader? I mean,
0: just it doesn't mean it like it he hates his game done. mechanic, it doesn't mean he's not gonna fly. I
3: mean, he flies <laughs> yeah. ensnare sunfac and I he flies supernatural, shouldn't exist. Person. I flew
2: a lot of supernatural Kylo. Like, <laughs> I don't Vader have a problem means... with running things if I think they're good. I just don't, I just prefer them not being in the game.
1: That's true, true. That is uh, true. well, uh. All you out there, what do you think about the issue of power creep? Is this gonna, is this the the big boogeyman in the corner, or uh, is it just a flash in the pan? Uh, discuss it on our socials, and uh, hopefully we'll get a conversation going on it. Uh, with that, do we have anything else to bring up this week? Any particular- crossroads? Crossroads, yes.
0: For, uh, pre- uh, President's Day weekend.
1: Yep, uh, about four weeks from when this goes live, we will be road tripping up to Indianapolis. Uh, Hope to see you there at family time, family time game. Yes. Family time games. Uh, I almost said fun time games and that's something totally different. Uh, family time games up there. Great store. Great people. Really looking forward to it.
2: Yep. Yeah. Crossroads is it's it's
1: great. great over time, here. Yep. Uh,
2: for, and, uh, say if you can't, if you're local and you can't make it to crossroads, Manhattan's doing a tournament that same weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the village geek in Manhattan, look them up on Facebook. Uh, They'll have more information as that comes in. Uh, Any particular shout-outs we've got on an individual basis, guys?
2: My father, Bob Howe.
1: Indeed. Your soon-to-be travel companion going to Las Vegas. Has Bob been to Vegas before? Yeah. So he'll at least know where some of the cool stuff is. There's a lot to do there off the strip, also. If you've got a time to... uh, What day are you uh, flying? Uh, Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday, okay, so you'll have, you'll have a couple days then to uh like before everything to get some sightseeing and whatnot in. There's a lot to see in Vegas that's not on the strip, trust me. It's a uh, it's yeah, I mean
2: it's my first time, so like I'll, yeah, just, I'll it, just go play it by ear and see what happens.
1: Yeah, if you like history, the old Mormon Ford is a great little walkthrough. Uh if you like you know, there's tons of great food all over that place. Uh, you know, Vegas is neat. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to get. I want to give a shout out to uh, our local store game cafe that's been you know, happy to host us for our local league. Uh, Doug for running the league and uh, procuring some prizes for us that have been really nice. So Doug, is Greg, gonna...
2: for making the championship prize. For ah, yes, our championship Greg.
1: prize that we'll post a picture of uh, before next week. It's uh, a really neat uh, stacked token tray, dice tray uh, that you've really outdone yourself with this one, Greg. Thank you. Hopefully, I will bring it home. Keep it in the mm. family, so to speak.
2: You should give it to Ryan since you already have a dope Greg-made dice tray. <laughs>
3: hey, oh, now you make me feel bad.
2: I mean, win the game, you're win the game. But. Yeah, I mean,
3: Matt, I could always make you.
1: <laughs> well, that is true, but now I'm going to make Ryan pay the I iron like, price for it if he wins this sucker. I'm probably, going for blood. So. I got, I got a repeat. I got, a, I got to start my dynasty.
3: So you won the last one, right? I did, yes. Nice.
1: Cool. Yeah. Oh, that that was the uh our weird uh pod style league that I went undefeated in with uh mm. uh four X2Z. Because yeah. hey, look, that's not complex at all. <laughs> all right. Well, uh again, hopefully the league will be wrapping uh, over the next week. Look for the we'll link the video of the final match on our Facebook when it goes live. Uh, so for Tashi Station Radio and what's left of my voice, I'm Matt.
2: I'm Doug.
0: I'm Alex.
3: And I'm pork.
0: Porg. Pork. 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 I was ready right for it. I was gonna pork chant the whole time.
2: I want to make the pork scream, but I can't think of it right now.
1: Uh...
2: That was that was Wookie. Hey
1: everyone! Thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media, on Facebook at TashiStation Station Radio, and X-Wing podcast. On Twitter at Tosche Station X-W. On Twitch at TashiStationX Station X-Wing. And on YouTube at TashiStationX Station X-Wing. If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to code-fi.com slash Wing and toss us a few credits to help keep the huts off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.